Hi, everyone. It's Alexis Paris here, the host of the Empowered Millennial Podcast and founder of HD Media Masters. And you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy Day. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams Podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 157 of Chasing Dreams. Guys, we are back with guest interviews, and I'm so stoked to introduce you to my new friend. Before I do that, let me let you know that today's episode is sponsored by the mobile app Duopix. Duopix is a app made by the company Chuma Apps, which is my mobile app company, and it allows you to compare two photos in one image, whether it's before and after, then and now, or just two photos. And now it allows you to save your projects and watermark your photos. Duopix is available on iOS, so check it out. For more information, please visit amyj21.com slash duopix. That's D-U-O-P-I-X. Guys, I want to introduce you to Alexis Paris. She's 22 years old. Her introduction to personal development has molded her into the millennial entrepreneur, speaker, and author she is today. From her personal transformation... She has formed the deep belief that personal development is an irreplaceable ingredient to success, an important lesson that some of us have still to learn. The implementation of this belief has helped her create her present success. Within a two-year period, Alexis self-published her book, Why I Quit College to Learn, hosted a summit in Lagos, Nigeria, released her podcast entitled The Empowered Millennial Podcast to iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and Anchor, and has founded her digital media agency, HD Media Masters. And she has been gracious enough to come and talk to us today. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear her spirit, her enthusiasm, and just the nuggets of wisdom she has to share. So without further ado, here's Alexis. Hey, Alexis, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm so excited. So the fun thing, guys, is, you know, I, I did the math. I always believed it. I never had the stats to to check. But 30% of my guests are podcasters I've met either at MapCon or Podcast Movement. And Alexis is no exception. I met her in Philadelphia and you are awesome. Ah, thanks so much. You know, it's amazing that you meet incredible people and that you can invite them and have further conversation. So it's an honor to be on and to be considered one of those people. Yeah. And to be clear, guys, I don't, you know, you've listened to the show. I don't talk to you about your podcast. It's the passion you have about something that that made you want to start a podcast that intrigues me. And you were no different because you, when we first met, um, you were energetic, positive, and so optimistic. And I loved what you're doing with your podcast that I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, she's on my list. Because I always go in and I'm like, we're creating a list. You were on the list from the beginning. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> so for those of you who were not at Podcast Movement, which you should if you're interested in podcasting at all, Alexis actually 
did a talk on the very last day that was awesome. And you guys could get a virtual ticket through from PM if you want to watch it, um, or uh, unless you have a video somewhere else. She started her session. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you're laughing because I was like, <laughs> I was there. This was like a nine. It was nine a.m., wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was yep. Nine in the morning, the very first session on the last day, and she had a packed house. Okay. Let's be clear. She had a packed room. It was seating floor only. And even then there was no room because people were sitting all the way up on the stage. This yeah, is how, how, pe- how many people were there. And she started it all off by dancing. Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. Like yes, what, yes, what yes. made you want to do? Was that, in- was it impulsive? Well, okay. And actually, honestly, that's my favorite part. You know, yeah. because I come from a dancer background. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been dancing for 15 years. And so that's my home. That's what calms me. That's how I really stress. And so that's something that I do not only intentionally to get the attendees like engaged and active, because like you said, it was the last day. People were tired. Your body is sore. You're talking so much. And I didn't want anyone sleeping in my session. No, <laughs> so, no, absolutely. Uh, so I was like, this is, will definitely get people's attention. And also it's for me too, because this is what relaxes me. This is how you can get to know me better. And I'm kind of inviting you into my home space so that we can create that cool connection before we even start the presentation to let you know, like, hey, we're teaching, I'm teaching you something serious, but let's have a good time while we're doing it. So, um, I think I made the decision to do that like the night before, cause I've done it before, but I wasn't sure. I was like, this is new. I'm, I'm in a new room of podcasters. I'm not sure. But then I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and so, it, um, it was a it hit. Was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was a hit. Not only did the people in the room enjoy it, you brought people who were outside who, who were like, cause I, I was there, um, to helping you take pictures and stuff. And there were yeah. people outside who were coming over and be like, well, what's going on over there? That that seems <laughs> to be the place to be. And those people were looking for seating. I was like, um, you don't have to go to the front and sit on the floor. Oh, wow. I mean, it was, it was phenomenal. And, and you gave yeah. such a good session. But um, I guess before I go any further, one, by the time this episode airs, your, your birthday will have been a month away. But as of recording, it was just last week. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean... <laughs> The thing that intrigued me, right, is you are one of the younger dream chasers I've had on the show. Not the youngest. Mm-hmm. I believe the youngest goes to 19. Nice. Uh, you are 22. And mm-hmm. you have already done so much. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that? Do you think, man, I've done a lot already. Yeah, but I don't let it get to me, you know. It's just like when I look back, I'm like, wow, I've done quite a few things and then I stay there for like five minutes and then I continue what I'm working towards so and that's not so guys you know as as I said in the beginning you know all the things she was doing has done traveling writing a book Mm -hmm. presenting starting a podcast I mean at such a young age to think and understand because it took a while for me to understand you know the importance of personal development but for you to mm-hmm. to kind of help facilitate and encourage others about the importance of personal development and just other stuff. Like it's I gotta say, it's not typical. Right. Like, did you imagine when you were a teenager at the thir- age of 13, 
this is what you were going to do? You were going to quit college? Oh, most definitely not. (laughs) Most definitely not. Um, I was like the person that followed all of the rules. I was on the path to becoming a professional dancer. Mm -hmm. Like from five, I was always in dance class. I went to a middle, a performing arts middle school and high school. When I was in college, I majored in dance as well. But it wasn't until I discovered personal development that my mind, my eyes opened and was like, wow, I could do so much more things that could allow me to really maximize my fullest potential. Cause I knew I was always great. I had more in me than just being a dancer, Sure, but I didn't, but I didn't know how to tap into it. And so when I started developing myself with personal development and, um, investing in me, like that's when things started to really explode and grow for me. And so you make this decision, which is a very, um, I'm going to say brave decision. And I'm not going to yeah. say that in, uh, and I, I don't mean that disparagingly or anything. I mean, to start college and then to quit. Yeah. I don't know how you did it. I would have been scared out of my mind. Oh yeah. Most definitely fear was there. <laughs> I don't want any, I don't want anyone to assume like I wasn't afraid or I second guessed it because all of those options and feelings were there and thoughts were there. I even had people to tell me not to do it. Um, oh, I'm sure. Out. Yeah, to take out more loans. Um, why, like, why would you do that? <laughs> you know, um, but I had just a strong sense of my inner voice, and I knew what my inner voice said to me. And the confirmation was that I needed to quit school. Um, and what really helped that transition is my parents, my family, uh, because they were super supportive. I have a very unique and distinct. Uh, family and home that I come from because we're all entrepreneurial. We're all positive. We're on social media as the Paris family. And so people know us and my parents are super, super supportive of the decision. My mom was there when I first considered the thought. And when I told her the thought, she was like, yeah, I had a feeling that you weren't going to make it all the way through. (laughs) So so I had that support. I had that base um, backing me up from day one. Now, see, that's yeah. interesting um, because I was that was, of course, going to be the natural follow up question is because yeah. you, know, you were talking about people who didn't necessarily support you in the sense of saying, hey, you know, it's probably get some more money. You should just finish it out at least because at yeah. least you'd have it. Oh, I can anticipate what your friends are saying to you. Yeah. Hey, girl, why don't you just, you know, finish it out? At least you'd have a backup. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Did you hear that? Was that one of the things people would say? Yeah. And the thing is like, I didn't go to any of my peers. (laughs) I went to like, um, like family members reached out to me unannounced, but like when I asked for advice, I always went to adults, um, and like a lot older than me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so (laughs) I didn't want to make it seem like we weren't adults, (laughs) but, um, yeah, like I had some people say to me, like, you should just finish it out. You're almost done. Get the degree, take out more loans. Um, do you really think that you could do without the degree? You know, can you do what you want to do and not go to school? Like, is it possible to do both? Um, I had someone say to me, I didn't really see a leader in you. So like, why would you oh, ouch. do this? Yeah. That one know? hurts. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit, <laughs> but you know, um, none of that stopped me from, you know, acting out my truth, you know, which I'm so grateful for. Um, and grateful that I followed through on it because none of this, none of the things I have accomplished now would have been possible if I didn't leave. 
And it sounds like you don't have any regrets. Um, maybe one or two, or do you, or are you just you kind of now settled and this is the move to make, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I don't have any regrets. I, sometimes I have what ifs. Like, what if I pursued the dancer route? Would I be on Broadway? You know, type things. But definitely no regrets. And when I think about even if I did go the dance route, it's like, would I even be making the money that I want? You know? <laughs> so, right. I mean, like, hey, it, it's not easy. The dancer. Right. Life. Right. It's true. And it's, 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 it's really a struggle actually. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no regrets at all. I'm totally at peace with my path. I'm really excited about not only what has happened, but for what is to come as well. Now, just because you're not formally studying dance, are you mm-hmm. still finding ways to dance? Oh yeah, most definitely. Whether I'm in class or not, dance will always be a part of me and who I am. So um, if I'm not taking class, I'm, I'm creating dances. Like I have a YouTube channel and I, when I find a song that I love and it's like groovy and choreography naturally comes to me, I'll make something up, I'll put it out and release it. Um, because that's just a part of me. And that's, that was my first form of expression was through dance. And so um, whether I'm in class or not, or studying it or not, I'll always be doing it for sure. See, and I love that because even though you stopped it in one avenue, right? Mm-hmm. You you didn't cut it off entirely. And right. that's inspiring because you just found another way to channel your other passions. Like you're balancing, it sounds like, multiple passions and making it work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe that it's so encouraging to kind of people to hear because sometimes people will tell you like, choose one thing and only do that one thing. But the majority of us are multi-passionate individuals. And so I'm a big believer finding a way to satisfy all of your desires, you know, find outlets to stir that creative energy that's within you um, and not to silence any of them because you don't know which one of them could um, help someone, could bring someone joy, could put you on the map of greatness, you know? So, um, I would really encourage anyone, if you have multiple passions, find a way to satisfy them all. Maybe not, not all at one time, because you might go a little crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, as you grow, you'll find different ways. Like, just like podcast movement, like I incorporate my dance part of me into my talk, you mm-hmm. know? So there's there's ways that you can serve your multiple passions. Yeah. So let's talk about the transition you made from school and mm-hmm. a somewhat kind of coordinated schedule to this freedom life of an entrepreneur, which we all know isn't really a free life. Like right. how does that, you have the sense of what you want to do, but how does that translate now that I have 24 hours back to myself? Yeah. How do I achieve this? What do I do? The world is my oyster. It just seems like a lot. Yeah, it does. So many like question marks. Yeah. Um, so many, yeah. And so many like, what path do I take? Cause you have lots of options. Um, and when I started out, when I got home, the only thing that I knew to do was to provide value, like share what I know, teach what I know in as many avenues on as many places and platforms as I can. That's all I had at the beginning. Um, and so the more that I did that, the more direction I kind of received. So when I was putting out content 
on a daily basis, on a consistent basis on social media. I then found that I started um, building an audience building an audience in Lagos, Nigeria. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Maybe I should serve them in a massive way. So then I put on an event there. And that was like milestone one. And then I was like, um, I need to continue to spread my message. What can I do? So then I opened a Facebook group. That didn't work out. But then I was like, maybe I should do something else. So then I was like podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the very beginning, even before that event in Lagos, I had like I went on this re- I went on this retreat in St. Martin for five days, um, and I was with my mom, and I was the youngest one there, and I was learning a ton. And because I was investing in me, I was learned I was taught to write a book, and so I was like, all right, that's the first thing I'm going to do. And so I'm very like goal oriented. So if I figure out what it is I want to accomplish, I'll just kind of take steps towards that until it's done. And then hopefully I'll get another sense of direction um, in my spirit about where I should go next. And that's kind of how I've done it, really. (laughs) And so that's interesting. So you find you have a a fan base, essentially, or an audience in Nigeria, and you go. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it was interesting. The plan was to originally show up in person. And then I learned so much because I literally was this naive entrepreneur who was very convincing, you know, because I got the best of the best to speak at my conference, but I didn't understand the dynamics of the money exchange and all of that Mm -hmm. like between Naira and US dollars. And so at the end of the day, I had to show up virtually, um, but my event was happening there live. But that's, that's still amazing right because yeah even with that setback or i or that what do you call it just the hurdle learning a learning experience a learning yeah you could have just cut it off right right you didn't have to you didn't have to put it on even if you could like but you still showed up yeah virtually yeah girl that's a testament to (laughs) like that is fantastic because there's so much we can do. Sometimes we think we have to be there in person to do it. And here you yeah. are putting on conferences and summits, even if you can't be there physically. Yeah. You didn't let that stop you. Like, did you think right. about not not doing it? Not doing it. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> you know, it was so hard. It was so difficult. Like, when I was done, I was like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe I survived that. It was very difficult. Um, but I'm so glad that I did it because I learned so much. And when those moments of, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do it. I just thought about the people that were counting on me, you know, the speakers that I already asked to be a part of it and the young people, because there's like so many young people eager to learn the young people that were so excited for what was to happen and expectant of the value they were going to bring. I was like, I can't give up on them, you know? So if, even if I don't want to do it, I'll do it for the people who are showing up. Sure. Yeah. So what about. And and I hope you haven't experienced this. Okay. But I have a feeling that it may have come up. Mm-hmm. What do you say to those? Because th- there's two two versions to this question. One, the the voice that comes from others, and then there's the voice that comes within yourself. Mm-hmm. What do you say to the people? So we'll take it as two parts. One, what do you say to the people who say you're 22? Mm-hmm. What what can you possibly teach me mm. at such a young age? 
Mm, Did you have, have you faced that? Yeah. Um, and the thing is, when I hear those, I call those loser thoughts, mm. <laughs> you know, um, when I hear those thoughts or those demeaning, undermining your intelligence type of thoughts, I don't digest them. You know, you can't really stop them from coming, but you don't have to re- accept them. You don't have to digest them. You don't have to allow them to dictate your actions. And so, yeah, that voice oh, you're only 22. What do you know? But also I can combat it with, I have the experience. I have the proof. I have the people who have bought my products to follow up that loser thought and to say that is a thought. That's a lie. It's not true. Um, even if you think I don't have value, I know my value enough to Mm -hmm. still show up, you know? Absolutely. Um, And so the longer that you're in the game, the more confidence that you create and the more times you do things outside of your comfort zone, the more boldness you form as well, you know? And so, um, from jump, I've done things that have made me feel uncomfortable and it contributes to the confidence and the boldness I have in moving forward. So now what do you say to that voice when it's within yourself? Yeah, that's tough, right? It is hard. I mean, yeah. most people will, will classify it as imposter syndrome, but I think yep. it's also, uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of like self doubt. Yes. Yes. You know, and I believe things, one thing I've done, even when that voice comes within myself is to remind myself of my wins. Um, because I don't really, I don't really ponder on them too long. Um, but sometimes it's necessary to remind yourself of how great you are and how much you have overcome. And so you remind yourself to say, Hey, like I did this incredible thing with nothing, with zero resources. And so if I'm capable of doing something like that, I'm capable of doing so much more. And so no matter what challenge or what dream I have, I'm capable of it because in the beginning, when I was just a dancer, I didn't believe I was capable of this, but I did it, you know? And so sometimes it's hard to see over the dream or over the accomplishment, but I have faith within me that if I did it once, I can do it again, you know? And so I just remind myself of that and I speak positively to myself um, and show myself some love so that I can keep moving forward. Yeah, I love that. It's yeah. so hard for people to understand and do that. It's not easy. And and it's not a one-time fix. Right. Right. I'm sure you've had to give yourself those, those conversations one-on-ones uh, more than once. Right. For, right. 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 Uh, but what I love is that you're, you're doing, you've written a book, you've done a summit, you've given talks, right. You're doing all these things. What else are you thinking? Right. This whole, old, the world mm-hmm. is my oyster. There's so much I can do. What else can we expect? Ultimately, and you know, Amy, honestly, I'm still figuring this out. Mm-hmm. Like, there are many things that I could do. And I don't honestly know which one. <laughs> um, but one thing that I do see myself doing, and sometimes it's helpful to speak to people who believe in you and ask them what they see in you as well, because sometimes you'll limit your own ability to dream big. Um, and so this actually came from a good friend of mine. Um, and something I believe I'm capable of and would like to do 
which is to eventually put out messages in a massive way in the world where there are movies, um, possibly where I'm acting in them to put on messages that are really changing people's lives. Because right now I'm transitioning into producing podcasts and that's audio form. But I believe that those skills could transfer into video, producing video, producing films, producing movies to get messages in front of people that can really um, boost their self-esteem and boost their self-value and their self-love to help them accomplish what they want. I love it. I think that I would not be surprised and will not be surprised when you make that happen because, I mean, you're already doing so much. And guys, you, uh, you know, the links will be in the show notes. But you definitely need to follow her on social media. It's just positivity all over. And the messages she shares uh, through her podcast and through the clips she puts on social media are very inspiring, right? If you're down and in all topics, you don't, you don't stick to one. And so I, yeah. what I love about what you're doing is you're showing the possibility of life. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that it's so easy to limit what life can be when you get boggled down bills and responsibilities and the things that you have to take care of. But it's so important to always expand your mind or expand the possibilities of what life can be um, and to inspire yourself to live with passion, you know? Um, and that's what I want people to do. I want them to live their best lives, to leave the world better than they found it, you know, and to, just be the best version of themselves. So anything that I can do to help anyone do that, I will. Anything that I can put out via Instagram or Facebook or my podcast, I'll do it. So what is one thing that has actually surprised you about having this freedom in taking control of your future, your destiny, your course, so to speak? What has surprised you most about it that you didn't expect? I did not expect being this person. <laughs> really? I did not. Yeah, I did not expect being this person at all. Um, but because before all of this, I was super introverted. Like I was scared to talk to people. I don't believe it. Mm -mm. No. Yeah, most definitely. No. <laughs> Stop. Really? <laughs> yes. I was like scared to introduce myself. Like I'd be like, all right, so if I say my name, what do I say next? <laughs> right? Like I was really introverted, did not know how to carry a conversation. Like, did not expect this version of me ever, you know? Um, so I'm really just amazed by what has been taking place. Like people are amazed, but I am too, <laughs> you know, um, because never would I have expected to be a speaker, to be a podcaster, to use my voice in this way. Because also I didn't believe that my voice had anything of value to say. Like when people had conversations, like I would barely contribute because I didn't think what I said mattered. You know, and so to come from that place to be in this place where I'm speaking to people's lives and they're sending me messages saying, thank you so much for saying this or putting out your podcast. It's like, wow, like this is absolutely incredible. Um, and I want that for every person to really transform into the person that you never thought you could be and realize that you were meant for this all this time. You know, that's a beautiful thing. So that's what I didn't expect this person, me. <laughs> you know, I didn't expect me, um, but I'm so grateful for the journey um, and give all credit to God for being where I am today, for sure. Now you have a big family. Yes. So you have all these young folks looking up to you, your, your brothers, your sisters looking up to you. And 
what do you want them to take when they see their big sister doing what they're doing? Oh, it's such a good question. And I'm not going to (laughs) cry. So, yeah. So you mentioned, um, I have a big family. Yeah. So I'm the oldest of six. Um, and the ages go, so I'm 22. The ages go 18, 16, seven, nine, five. Um, and so I, for them, cause I always, everything that I do, I always remember that I have them watching, even though they won't say anything or, um, acknowledge, I know that they're watching. And so I just want them to understand that they can be anything that they dream to be if they decide to develop themselves. You know, if they decide to do the hard work that no one else is willing to do, to do things like isolate yourself from people that you might like, but people who aren't good for you, right? To be surrounded by like-minded people who are going in the same direction as you, to read books, right? I was in school. I did not like reading, but it's a habit that you have to take on because that's how you learn. That's how you expand your mind sector. You know, um, I want them to understand that they are capable of 10 times as much as what they are thinking right now. You know, I want them to understand that as long as they have God as their center, they'll be good. You know, they, if you have a spiritual foundation, if you're solid there, no trial or tribulation could break you down. You'll always be able to get back up and everything's going to be okay at the end of the day. Um, and so I always want to be that positive example for them. Um, and to always be proud of what I'm doing. Like I want them to be proud to say, Hey, Alexis Paris is my sister. So, yeah. So that's actually interesting. So part of that, right. Does that shape some of the decisions you make? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you said I'm 22. Like, I don't want people to assume that I don't have reckless ideas, (laughs) you know, like I could do dumb stuff, you know, but um, like any 22 year old could, um, but I also remember the responsibility, the responsibility that I have as an older sister and the responsibility as I have as an influencer and as a leader. Um, and so those things keep me in line when stupid ideas come into my mind, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, cause you're right. Like, again, you have all this freedom and it's easy to make one boneheaded mistake or something, you know, but we see it on TV all the time because that's all they seem to show uh, (laughs) are things that are not necessarily positive, but here you are doing stuff. And then the fact that you, you try not to do boneheaded things, which most more people should guys, more more people should try not to make boneheaded decisions, (laughs) but you know, you do you, but the, the fact that you're, you're kind of being mindful of that, Right. Because, yeah, the thing I, and we talk about this and age is nothing but a number because here you are embracing it. And yeah. I, I feel like I never I don't regret my experiences at all. I think they shape me to who I am. But for mm-hmm. you to have the wherewithal, the wisdom and the bravery and courage to grasp life at such a, a smart point in time in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. From from here, you've decided this is my life. I'm going to control it. I think a lot of people miss that. So for people you talk to, what is something that you see common that people aren't doing and that we could kind of help anyone listening now do that you've kind of seen as a commonality? 
It's a great question. It's a commonality. Um, the biggest thing is just to be watchful and mindful of the people that surround you. Ooh. I, yeah. At, a early, at an early age, it's so easy to just gravitate to the people who like you because like when you're in middle school and high school, you just want to fit in and you don't want to be the loner. So you just gravitate towards people who want to be your friend. Um, and so when you grow up, you realize that that's not always the best idea. That's how toxic relationships form and people who can ultimately be dead weight and not help you grow. And so if you can be the sooner that you can be aware of the people that you're around, the better, because there's this common saying that, that you become the average of the five people who are closest to you, you know, so you become the average in their mindsets, um, in their habits and their energy that they put out in the finances that they have, you know, so you have to be aware of who's surrounding you at all times and choose wisely, be picky. And it's okay to be alone, you know, to have that space by yourself to get to know who you are. Um, and having that space to myself has really helped me, you know, discover me. And so don't give up, don't give up your future for the sake of friends, you know, but be intentional with the people that you call friend and always be aware of what they're putting out. Y'all hear that? <laughs> that that was real advice right there. Yeah. I mean, because I, I think you're right. It's interesting when I look back at the friends I met, um, because I think not everyone you meet will be your friend. Mm -hmm. And not everyone you meet is an acquaintance. Mm -hmm. And not everyone you meet should stay in your circle. Right. But it took it took a long time to come up with that. <laughs> right i yeah. mean have you um if you don't mind me asking have you let yeah. people go outside of your circle oh yeah i've had to lose a lot of people <laughs> you know um just because we weren't on the same journey and um it's not like they're bad people it's just you kind of have to be a little bit is the word vigilant about who those people, who your inner circle people yeah. will be. Um, and it's not like a mean thing, but how I've heard it, how I've heard it explained is that the people in your life are either assets or liabilities. You know, the people in your circle, they're adding to you. You're adding to them. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. You're both growing together or they're taking away from you. They're not adding to your value and they're kind of slowing you down. And so there's people in my circle when I started growing that I didn't like cut off and cuss out, but I was just like, there's no relationship there anymore. I didn't talk to them as often. And so they just kind of faded away. Um, and I kind of had to surround myself with new people, entrepreneurs, people who thought big, people who are business-minded, people who are constantly positive. I had to surround myself with those type of people because this was the space that I was in. So all the dancer friends that I made, yeah, we're connected on social media, but like, we're not besties, you know, um, because we're not on the same path. Um, and so I've had to let people go and I don't like that. And I really struggled with that in the beginning, but that's just something that has to be accepted. And to say, if I can help you in any way on your journey, I will. And I will always wish you the, I'll always wish you the best, but we won't be besties or we won't be inner circle friends because this is not where we are in life right now. So for, you know? for, I think that's very important what you said, right? Because mm -hmm. you're not wishing them ill and you're not, yeah. you're not trying to cut them off. And so yeah. I, 
if you could, I want to emphasize what you were saying and that you're not, you're just changing the status of your relationship, right? You're not Mm -hmm. like, if you saw each other five years from now or even tomorrow, would you ignore them? No, I'd be cool. I'd be like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? How's life been? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I would be cool. You know, I don't have to be upset with you just because we're on a different path. You know, I don't have to be nasty towards you or anything like that. I want you to live your best life, you know? Um, and so, just like you said, we're just changing the status of a relationship. When I see you, I see you. That's so important, guys, because, you know, you, you don't have, it doesn't have to be an ugly breakup. It yeah. doesn't even have to be a breakup, really. Right. From the way you're saying it, it just sounds like you need to evaluate. And then, I mean, you didn't sit down with these people and be like, hey, we need yeah, to no. talk, right? No, it just, <laughs> no. did it just happen? Yeah, naturally just happened. Yeah, naturally happened. Naturally found new friends, naturally kind of distanced from others. And it wasn't like, we had a conversation. That would be weird. <laughs> you know? That would be. <laughs> so, <laughs> Let's be honest. That would be know? a little awkward. Yeah. You know? So it just naturally happened, you know? And just like I said, you don't have to be like, I'll never talk to you ever again. You know, you just understand where you are in life. You respect where they are as well. Yeah. Keep it moving. I mean, because I, I got to say in my life, um, I have so many people, so many people have come and so many people have gone. And then there are those people who, you know, from college even, who are some of my greatest friends that we don't talk every day. We don't even talk every month. Some of y'all, mm-hmm. some of y'all and some of y'all listening, I only <laughs> hear from once a year when I send that newsletter out. <laughs> but when we get together in person, it's almost like no time has passed and it is the yeah. greatest feeling ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome to find those people, to have those people. Um, and another great way I've heard it explained by Tyler Perry is that people like fall into three categories. They mm-hmm. fall into leaves, branches, and roots. You have leaves who transition when a different season comes around and sometimes they fall off, right? So those are the people who will transition more frequently in your life. They're there in your life for a season, but they're not going to be there always. Then there's the branches who are a little bit stronger, who stay with you a little bit longer, but they may not be there forever. They might break off sometimes. And then you have the roots, the people who will always be there with you, the people who keep you grounded, the people who maybe even like you said, you talk to them from a year from now, but you're still cool. You can still share with them your heart and what's going on in your world. That is, I have never heard that, but that is so yeah. accurate. Yeah. That is so once you can, Yeah. Once you can accept that, like you're not like salty about people who leave, <laughs> you know? That's just true. Like, oh, it's just a part of life. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking back. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, all right. I'm okay now. I'm all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Alexis, let me ask you: as someone who is strongly and passionately chasing her dream, what mm-hmm. is one thing you would tell someone today who came to you and said, "Hey, I'm chasing my dream. What's one thing I should do?" Do everything that you're afraid of. Do everything that you're afraid of, everything that makes you feel uncomfortable, because that's how you grow the most. There's a quote that says, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. So if you do everything, you know, that makes you feel mushy inside and doesn't really challenge you too much, your strides won't be as big as the ones that when you do something uncomfortable, you do things that you've never done before. You reach out to people that you've never spoken to before. You apply for opportunities that you would never dream of 
then your strides would be so much larger. You'll start accomplishing things that you didn't even think you were possible of. So that would be my one thing. Do everything that you're afraid of. Do everything that makes you feel uncomfortable because that's where life begins. I really should move this question like later on. That's that's the best <laughs> way. That is that was like the best advice. And that's that's how we're gonna end it, guys. Cause that was <laughs> I, I feel like it's if I had a virtual mic drop. I should I should get a sound effect that's like you a virtual there. mic draft. You know, <laughs> if, if it drops vertically, virtually, does it actually drop? Maybe in our minds. Yeah, there you go in your minds, Alexis. Thank you so much for coming on the show and just dropping so many nuggets of knowledge that were amazing. Wow! Thank you so much, Amy, for having me. Such an honor, a pleasure to speak with you again. Um, and to you know share what I know. I hope it helps and blesses someone who's listening for sure. And guys, that was Alexis Paris. She, she is doing some amazing things. I say that about a lot of people, but they wouldn't be dream chasers on this show if it wasn't true. So I, if you guys want to learn more about Alexis or find the show notes for today's episode, please visit amyj21.com slash episode 157. That's episode 157. So until next time, guys, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.